Welcome back to this week's edition of the Rangers Report. Of course, I'm joined by Andy Sinton as we reflect on what's been a, a tough week for QPR, as well as looking ahead to Huddersfield and the trip to West Brom. We also speak to Jimmy Dunn, as well as reflecting on QPR women's clash with Norwich City at Loftus Road. This is the Rangers Report. Since we're here at Heston, um, the mood obviously isn't the best. How are you feeling at the moment? Uh, okay. Um, poor week for everyone connected to the club. I don't think we can hide behind that or, or should hide behind that. Um, you know, three defeats in a week um, leaves the mood internally and externally uh, where it's at. So, uh, so, yeah, we need to use this international break wisely. and. Uh, look to bounce back very, very quickly. So since we've, feels like a while ago since we last spoke, we last spoke ahead of the game of Coventry City and we've had the trip to Leeds since then and at home to Blackburn and they've all sort of ended in disappointment. Initially, what's been your take on the last sort of week? I think I've already said it's been a bit hugely disappointing, uh, frustrating. Um, quite rightly, there's probably a bit of anger out there from the, from the fans, from what they've seen. Uh, you look at the three games and you, you bunch them together, you know, Coventry, a um, couple of decisions went against us, I felt, on the day, but you know, let's not use that as an excuse. Uh, first goal is always key, and it is offside. Could we have done a little bit, bit better? We give a free kick away unnecessarily, didn't deal with the ball in the box before the offside. Um, Sim scores that. Um, then, to be honest, and I listened to Gareth after the game, he was disappointed with us in the second half because we lost our way, gaps appeared, runners, and uh, they ran a convincing winners in the end, so that was the that was the Coventry game. Then you go up to Leeds, um, Leeds massive club, huge fan base. You know they get right behind the team. Just come off the back of a defeat at Southampton, um, and I know because I've been there a few times. You have to go to Leeds in that opening twenty minutes. You give absolutely nothing away, nothing away. You keep that crowd quiet. Well, I think we contributed to our own downfall in the. Eighth or the ninth minute by giving the ball away cheaply, we get punished because the quality players, and it was an uphill battle after that. Um, yeah, so that was a, a, a disappointing evening, and you're looking to bounce back at home, and I think it's there for everyone to see what happened on Saturday. Is that what's kind of frustrating as well? Because in that sense, we talk about the championship, and you've got that chance to always bounce back. You, you play on Saturday, then Wednesday, and then again Saturday. So to then not bounce back mm -hmm. is that. A frustrating, disappointing aspect to it. Yeah, well, up at Leeds, you know, you you're playing on a Wednesday night. You got your long trip back, so your Thursday there's no recovery. You know, um, lost a couple of players. Uh, Steve Steve Coop can well lost Morgan against Coventry. You then you lose Steve. Jack Colbert lip, limps off injured. So um, then Sam feels suspended. So you're going into the Saturday with a few key players missing. But again, I'm not one to make excuses. That's why you have a squad and people who are champing at the bit and probably privately because I've been there myself when you're not in the team you probably think you should be in the team uh, so when you're given your chance you have to be ready physically mentally and with your performance and um, take no pride in saying it we were sadly lacking on Saturday and got what we got and let's face it probably could have been worse and one thing that Gareth mentioned in his quotes I've got in front of me here one win in a year at home 
it's just not good enough. There's an inherent problem that we need to sort and find a way to sort it. What is it about our home form? Why, we over years, we talk about famous atmosphere at Loftus Road. Why is it not clicking in W12? Well, winning uh, and losing becomes a habit. Um, and you get to a point where you, you go out with all good intentions and the first goal goes in again. And I'm on the gantry and I'm looking and it's body language, reaction. It's almost like, here we go again, uh, because it's been going on so long. And QPR, Loftus Road, great fans getting behind the team. That used to be somewhere where, when you're pulling that blue and white shirt on, you're really looking forward to playing uh, at <clears throat> and in front of our fans. So whether it's <clears throat> excuse me, psychological now, whether it's because it's gone on so long, whether it's in the, in, in, in the minds, but you know, we can look at it, you can analyze it, you can try and put your finger on it. But the simple fact is once the players have been selected and cross that white line, they have to perform. And uh, as I say, and to use the quotes that you've, you've, you've just mentioned, Saturday was nowhere near good enough. It's obviously disappointing for the supporters. We saw 700 of them making the trip to Ellen Road, despite the more rail strikes, more trouble getting up there. And they were left disappointed. And then a big another bumper crowd again in W12. Disappointing for them that they're coming away upset every game. You know, the one thing that's constant in, 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 the, in the poor run is the, the, the support of the fans. And I thank, I thank the fans for that, you know, because their support has been absolutely incredible, home and away. Um, Travelling the numbers, it's, it's not easy, it's expensive to go to football clubs. And, uh, you know, let's face it, there's no shame in going to Leeds and get me 1-0. <clears throat> I thought it was a little bit of a one-sided 1-0. One um, you know, I'm not sitting here to try and um, say stuff that it wasn't. Um, we conceded a poor goal very early in the game and for the best part of the first half, didn't really recover up at Leeds. Um, second half, I thought we got in the face a little bit more, but didn't really create anything. Linden has that half chance, which he fathoms out himself, that hits the goalkeeper in the chest. but. Um, I thought Leeds probably could have scored another couple. We lose the goalkeeper uh, late in the game, which just compounds it. And you, then you, then you're coming back to Saturday, and again it comes back to Loftus Road. You know, fans behind your fans. No, no QPR fan comes to the game wanting to boo the team or or not be supportive. We all go there with this will be the day. This will be the one where we can actually turn the corner. And we actually started quite well Saturday. You know, Sinclair gets that chance that he makes himself in the opening couple of minutes and we we looked at it Lyndon had a header albeit straight at the goalkeeper but it was almost if you look at the first goal poor goal to concede um, and from then it was it was downhill and it was downhill fast and as I said and I, I hate to say there probably could have been more and there was a few not pointing <coughs> the finger at anyone in particular but there was a few changes as well on Saturday you mentioned Steve Cook going off Wednesday night how does that impact the team well, any team in any league in any country in the world will, will will suffer if you lose some of your key better players, experienced players, etc., etc. But you know what? You're going to have periods in the season. So if you look at Saturday, you probably lost Morgan Fox the week before, very early in the game. You've lost Steve Cook, uh, Jack Colbeck. Uh, I already mentioned limped off at um, at Leeds, but made the game. You're losing Sam Field, who last year's Player of the Year and gives you that security in the middle of the park was missing. But that's why you have a squad. Um, and the players who step in need to be ready physically, mentally, need to be prepared and, and up to it. Um, you know, we had one, two, th 
three, a one-two, certainly making their, their first home starts. Jimmy's just come back from an injury. <clears throat> uh, Jake hasn't played many games in recent weeks, so um, we're probably a little bit undercooked in that department, but, uh, <clears throat> and that's not why we lost the game. We're right across the park, right across the squad, right across everything. We need to be better. And if you're, as we're speaking, it's the international break and it's a chance to almost reset. We've already had one international break. This is the second one and then there's one coming in a couple of months. How, what, what are you doing in the international break? If you're Gareth Ainsworth, if you're one of the players, what are you sitting reflecting on the past or are you looking ahead to how we can make it right? You've got to do a little bit of everything. You, you've got to have a look at uh, the games that have just gone. You've certainly got to have a look at Saturday and what went wrong. You've got to do a lot of... Um, questions asked and analysing, you know, yourself with each other, units of the team. You know, how can we how can we improve? Because it's not how can we improve, we have to improve. You know, how can we become more creative? How can we get more goal scoring opportunities? Not just shots from the edge of the box that fly into the loft, but you know, how can we work their goalkeeper more? Um, etc. etc. Certainly got to be a lot of work done on the training ground. And when I say a lot of work, I don't mean flogging a dead horse. But you know, tactically units of teams individually um, albeit you're probably six or seven players away so it's it doesn't make it easy to get that cohesive coaching session but no plenty of work the only way you improve is out on the training ground that's the only way you get better you don't you, you don't improve by you know sitting around moping around you don't improve by sitting at home watching the telly the only way you improve is on the grass working through where you are uh, work as hard as you possibly can. When I say work as hard as possibly can, uh, that's in various aspects of the game. You know, physically, your fitness, your mental stuff, your communication, etc., etc. Then you um, then you look forward to the next the next game. I really, really hope our squad is looking forward to the Huddersfield game in whatever day's time, because that can be the chance that we can get go and get a result on the board and use that to build from. As I say, but that's nine days away. And someone that you mentioned that's returned, he's had a nasty injury in pre-season, is Jimmy Dunn. Can he add, he's going to add something, isn't he, definitely, to the squad? Well, we need all our players fit, you know, well, goes without saying, you know, Jimmy, you know, goes down at Oxford. I was there and it didn't look anything, wasn't a big collision or a big challenge, you know, he just goes down and you fear the worst straight away. That's kept him out for a while. And... Probably with Jimmy, you know, um, and any player, you can do all the training in the world, but when you're thrown into the heat of the battle, you can sometimes um, not be quite where you need to be. But Jimmy probably has been thrown in a little bit earlier than we would have liked or he would have liked, um, you know, but because of the, the Morgan Fox situation, because Steve Cook going out, Jimmy's been rushed into action. But it'll be better for that, you know, we know what we're getting with Jimmy. Jimmy, you know, Gives his all, uh, decent centre back, um, leadership qualities. He's just got to get more minutes. He's just got to up his fitness, and uh, and he'll be absolutely fine. But delighted to see him back. But as I said, we need all our players fit, ready, available, and raring to go for the for the games that lie ahead. That sets us up. We've caught up with defender Jimmy Dunn here at Heston. He spoke to me and Andy Sinton on his return and what's to come. Jimmy, first of all, how are you? How's the shoulder? Uh, good, thank you. It's back uh, better. Obviously, it's bittersweet for me because I'm, I'm fit and that's great. But obviously, I want the situation to be better than it is right now. But the, the positive is that I can get back and help the group and back to normality a little bit. You know. 
Take us back to pre-season and when it happened. It must have been a difficult time. Yeah, it was a psychological test, I think, that all footballers endure. To be honest, I feel really grateful that the, um, the staff we have here at this club are amazing and my teammates are incredible as well. So everyone really kind of got me through it um, mentally and physically in a better place than I've ever been in. So uh, I'm really grateful for that and the people that we have here. As a former player, I've been there, Jimmy. You know, you, you've done your pre-season work. You're, you're on the verge of a new season. You've got hopes for yourself, hope for the team. That's yeah. suddenly takeaway. Can you just enlarge on that for, for people that might not have been? And that's how actually difficult is it when you... First of all, did you know it was bad when you'd done it? Then how, once you get the verdict, the diagnosis, how difficult is it to not be part of the group, to see the lads training every day? You're almost in the group, but you're out of the group, if that makes sense. And you're just playing a waiting game, aren't you? Yeah, it's obviously frustrating watching um, from such a helpless position. It's, I understand what it's like to be a fan. You just <laughs> want to get out there and you want to you want to help them somehow. And there's nothing you can really do. Um, in terms of like you know when it happened, I, I felt like I was in my peak condition when I when I came into into preseason. I trained so hard in the off season. I I wanted this season to be so much better than last season. So I think we all came back like want to be really fit and train really well and. We're a week before the start yep. of the season, and and then just one little freak slip that can, that happens every day was you know resulted in obviously my shoulder coming out and yeah it's the worst pain ever, um, mm. and then the road to recovery begins and and it's it's psychologically more than physically you know um, watching the guys go out there yep. the first game of the season first home game of the season getting their first win you just want to be part of it yep. so much. Um, and you know it's bittersweet because you're you want the lads to do really well, but you're just sad you're not part of it. And and um, obviously I wanted us to be in a better situation when I, when I come back. Yep. But um, we're going to use that last game as I think kind of the, the final straw and the, the ultimate turning point. Um, everyone within the building has noticed a, a massive change in intensity, um, and I feel like that was kind of the final straw for the lads. Um, you know I've never seen such an anger within within the group before to to put things right. Um, so look, that's that's positive. Do you speak? Uh, I've been in dressing rooms where I've been on the end of bad defeats and bad performances and bad runs. Do you do you, do you speak amongst yourselves? Do you get round each other and demand more from each other and and say basically, come on, that's that's not good enough. Yeah, absolutely. And and there's no hiding places. Yeah. I, I know in the past we've kind of maybe we've made excuses for ourselves yeah. and oh it's tough and there's this excuse and that excuse and no one's done that this time. Um, everyone's held themselves accountable. Good. Um, rather than point fingers first, I've noticed with this group that everyone feels like there's something they could have done better, and um, you know that that's I think that's the main reason why the intensity and in training just gone through the roof this week. You know, it's people are hurting, people are really angry. Yeah. Uh, with themselves and with their teammates and stuff. So, the only shame is that we have to wait so long for Huddersfield. You know, we wish it was three days later and we could mm. just go and run all over them, but. Um, maybe this is a good good time to just get our heads clear and not play angry, just play professional and, and get back on the horse. And to be honest, I'd much rather be having this difficult situation and time at the start of the season than at the end of the season. So if we're learning and we're learning quickly, then we're looking up or we're not, we're not chasing our tails. It's a, obviously Huddersfield, a tough game. What sort of your take on it? What, looking, looking as we make the trip up, obviously the supporters will be going as well in their numbers. For them, what sort of message would you have making the trip? Yeah, so we've had a few big um, games over at Huddersfield the last few seasons. Yeah. This one, this one uh, won't fail to disappoint. Um, it's really important for both teams in our current situation. 
um, obviously, like I said, we're, we're, we're playing angry, we're playing with a bit of a chip on our shoulders at, um, now, just out of, out of pure frustration with previous results. So, um, controlled anger is, I think, what we're going to take to Huddersfield. Um, we have to go for it and we have to, we have to go for the win, you know. And you got a taste of life back in W12 on Saturday. We've kind of struggled at home, there's no yeah. hiding behind that sort of fact. What has been the reason behind that? Could you pinpoint or sort of explain what? Yeah, I think I think there can be loads of psychological reasons for this. I don't really think it's a home or away thing. I think we've had an inconsistency in form, you know, regardless. And obviously there's that pressure to get the win, but I think we just, from our perspective, stop talking about it first, first of all. You know, um, it's not a home or away thing. It's it's just you know it's eleven v eleven, um, and no matter where we go and where we are, um, we need to compete and put on professional results and get our get our victories. You know, um, so I don't really want that added pressure from the guys that we're playing in front of our own fans. You know, I want to enjoy it, um, and them days will come and they'll come back and they'll be amazing when they do. And we have to ride this difficult wave. You know. Thank you, Jimmy. As always. Appreciate your time and oh, obviously good luck on Saturday at Huddersfield and then oh, appreciate it. West Brom and the run that's to come. Yeah, let's get back on the horse. Come on. Good luck, Jimmy. Thank you. Since that was Jimmy Dunn, you could quite tell the mood and quite how he's feeling at the moment, can't you? Hurting, as we all are. Uh, there's some anger in there, which wish it wasn't, but it's good after what we've just gone through. Um, yeah, you know, I've been in dressing rooms after poor performances, poor results. It's how you respond, but as Jimmy was saying, you know, enough's enough. And what I liked about what he did say, uh, no excuses. You look for every excuse in the world, and people do in walks of life, you know. There's no excuse. Once you cross that white line, you individually are responsible for your own performance. You get enough of them right as a collective, you'll get the results that you need. And he mentioned it, but almost want the game tomorrow, we want it like right now just to turn that corner and put a positive performance Well, sometimes in. after a, a performance and a result like what we had on Saturday, um, you do want the next one to come very, very quickly, almost to get it out of your system. Um, but again, it is what it is. We haven't got that. So the next best thing is whoever's left here, get out on that training ground, uh, put your work in, want to improve, try and improve, work at your own game, talk amongst yourselves, demand from your teammates, demand from each other and stop um, accepting what we saw on Saturday. After the, the disappointment on Saturday against Blackburn, the doors to W12 were opened once again with the women's team in action in, in West London. It ended in disappointment, but there was a record crowd and there was positives to take for the women's team, wasn't there? Well, you know, the women's game in the last few years, it's come on leaps and bounds. You know, you only have to see, you know, the Lionesses, I think, have done a, a, a fabulous job of really getting that exposure for the, the the women's and the girls game. From a QPR point of view, great to see the um, the women's team playing at Loftus Road. I think that does them uh, a power of good to play at the stadium in front of a decent crowd. Crowd, I think you said the record crowd, phenomenal, 1917, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, disappointing on the day to, to lose the game, but again, circumstances and maybe a decision which contributed towards that. And that was a of day as well, where the, the WSL started. So Arsenal had a record crowd of 50,000. Chelsea had a bumper crowd at Stamford Bridge. So to get nearly 2,000 people off the show to watch our women's side, that's a really that good thing, isn't it? Just shows you the growth of the um, the women's game and long may that continue, you know, because it's 
it's here. We've now got the exposure. Fans are buying into it. The quality's been increased uh, over recent seasons. And long may that continue. In terms of the game, local university, UCFB, were there to capture all the moments. We've sat and watched back the highlights and what happened. We went 1-0 up. It was a good, a good goal from us, but we re later reduced the 10 players with the keeper sent off and that flipped the game on its head, didn't it? Yeah, it was really, uh, well, it was a good start. A really well-worked goal, you know, little combinations, lovely through ball, good run. Grace Stanley, um, really calm finish as the, the goalkeeper comes to meet her. You know, I think that's her ninth goal of the season, which is, which is, which is really good. And then, you know, you, we've talked about a couple of decisions sometimes that during a season might go for you. Certainly, you, you like to harp on about them when they go against you. But I think there was one decision where our goalkeeper gets sent off um, on reflection and watching it. I didn't think it was a sending off because I think there's defenders in a covering, covering position. So, uh, yeah, a little bit harsh and to compound that. I think within three or four minutes of losing your goalkeeper and going down to 10, you uh, concede an equaliser. How hard is it in that instance to get it out of your head? Like the, the other players that are on the pitch, down to 10 men, a decision you didn't <clears> quite agree with, to then, then concede as well. Is it mentally a it can, challenge uh, as much it can, as... It can be tough, but you know what? Once someone's walking off the pitch, the referee's not going to change their mind. So uh, very quickly, you've got to reorganise, regroup, refocus, uh, stop using it as an excuse. I'm not saying they did or they didn't. I'm not saying we did up at Leeds or whatever, but you know what? Once it's... Once it's been given, um, you can protest, you can think badly all you want, but they very, very quickly got to switch into that reorganisation mode. Let's be calm, let's be collected, let's get through the next 10 minutes, probably till half time. That's what I would be thinking if I was at that game. Unfortunately, three minutes later, they concede and um, obviously down to 10 in the second half, it's an uphill battle and an orange, I think 60 odd minutes get the, get the winner. But uh, no, it was, a, it, was a, it was a good game. As I say, fantastic crowd. Great to see the women at Loftus Road. Thanks to all the fans who supported it. We can't wait to see them there again. Obviously, you mentioned Yars return to action in a couple of weeks. We play Huddersfield and then West Brom on the Tuesday night. What's to come? Is, what, what would you expect to come from <clears> us? Well, I'm expecting us to be a lot better. Um, and not just expecting us, we have to be. Because uh, we've... We spoke about the last couple of games and certainly the Blackburn game. No two ways about it. We have to dust ourselves down. We have to regroup. We have to reset. We have to reorganise uh, and we have to go again. And a, a better version of, of Queen's Park Rangers. Huddersfield, yeah, one of the three points ahead of us. Uh, new manager just gone in there. Um, I'm a player in the dressing room. It's one I'm looking forward to because I'm thinking, you know what, if and can we? Go there and win. You know, we won at Cardiff, we won at Middlesbrough, who are now going like a, a train, which they were going to go. So it's in there. Um, we just have to find it on a more consistent level, individually, collectively. I would like to think the players are getting in and around themselves and demanding more from each other. And um, yeah, look forward to not shy away from what's to come. Actually, look forward to embrace it. And every game gives you an opportunity to win a game and to put in a performance for yourself, your team, your club, your fans and start getting results that we need. And if we look at the West Brom game in particular, we throw back to last season. We went there, 2-0 down, yeah. got the point and that gave us that belief Then we ended up getting a couple of results and that got us over the line was, in the end. Well, you know, that was, that was a really good point from where we were because I think we're 2-0 down in the first 20 minutes. But what we saw that day... Um, was a big reaction from the players. And actually, I think we, sh 
we could have and arguably should have won that game in the end, you know, with the with the chances that we um we carved out. Yeah, we had a little bit of luck, but you know, the first goal was brilliantly worked, great cross, um Lyndon unbelievable header. Then Chris Martin, when I say a little bit of luck, he gets his luck and his reward for his hard work, goes and closes the goalkeeper down. We get the ricochet that could go anywhere. And that's the type of one moment in a game can give you that spark and belief. And I've already said we should have won that game last year. We didn't, but that was a really valuable point. And we know West Brom away is going to be a tough game. I fully expect them to be better than what they were last year, if you look at their squad. But first of all, one game at a time. Let's get up to Huddersfield. Let's be well prepared. Let's get ready. Let's be motivated. Let's have that desire that we go as a group, not any one individual, as a group. I'm sure we'll have a lot of fans up there. Let's go and give our fans something to shout about. Let's go and put in a performance because usually a performance gives you the best chance to get a, a result. If you put in a good performance, you've got to be unlucky or the goalkeeper might have a worldie where you take that. But if you put in below par performances, usually you'll get beat. And you mentioned the QPR fans will be travelling in their numbers up to Huddersfield Brilliant. once again. Do you have a sort of final message for them making the trip? Uh, QPR fans, you know, we're, we're all in this together. You've been absolutely fantastic uh, with your support home and away. Times are tough. We've just said we're not hiding away from it. We've had a really tough week. You have to front it up. You have to put your chest out and we have to go again. That squad has to be ready. Those players have to be ready. They have to go and wear that QPR badge with absolute pride and go and put in a performance that gives us the best chance of getting results. That's perfect, Sitz. Thank you as always. Pleasure. And this has been the Rangers Report. Come on, you are.